You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Very sad news about another former Eagle last Friday. Pete Retzlaff died at 88 years old from natural causes. Ray Dininger wrote, wrote another wonderful piece about another legendary eagle at the Philadelphia Eagles website. Ray is joining me right now to talk about Pete Retzlaff's life. Uh, Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. What was Pete Retzlaff like as a player? What made him so good? He's one of the all-time great eagles. Uh, he really is. It's uh, you know For a guy that came to Philadelphia, um, you know the eagles kind of took him off the scrap heap. He had was drafted by the Detroit Lions in 1953, uh, back in a time when the Lions were actually NFL champs. Boy, that's a long time ago. Uh, and uh, he was a 22nd-round draft pick and uh, out of South Dakota State. So a 22nd-round draft pick out of South Dakota State didn't have much chance of making a, a, the roster of an NFL champion. So um, they let him go. They released him. And uh, the Eagles signed him for the waiver price, which was then $100. So you talk about a bargain. <laughs> the Eagles brought him in, uh, and he came here and played 11 seasons and wound up setting every, pretty much every team passing record. I mean, he, he set the record for catches with 452. He set the record with his yards for 7,412. Set the record for touchdowns of 47. Uh, had a great run and was a key, key player on the, the 1960 NFL championship team. So he um, he's one of the illustrious players in team history, and when his career was all said and done, uh, they retired his number 44, which is the greatest honor the franchise can give anybody. So Pete Retzlaff had a marvelous career for this team. And, and one of the years, Ray, that you noted in, in your piece at the Eagles website was 1965, his second-to-last season, which he probably put up some of the best numbers in his career, 66 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. What made him so good in 1965? Why was he so outstanding? Yeah, uh, well, actually, changed positions. Uh, he he started his career as a fullback. That was what he was draft. That's what he played in college, and that's what he was drafted at. And uh, uh, when the Eagles brought him in, they tried him at fullback first. And then when Norm Van Brocklin came in 1958 for the, with the trade from the Rams, he saw Retzlaff and he said, "You know, this guy. You know, you really want to put him at end. He's got such great hands and he runs great patterns." So they made him a split end, and he was a split end for most of his career. But then at the very end of his career, the last four years. Uh, they moved him to tight end, and uh, and that was where he had that huge season uh, at late in his career was when he went to tight end. Um, he was he was NFL Player of the Year that year, and NFL tight ends don't often win that. Uh, he was Washington Washington D.C. Touchdown Club Player of the Year, uh, and made the Pro Bowl for the fifth time. And you're right, I mean, ten touchdowns was a career high, uh, and his average yards per catch, if you look at that through his career, is remarkably high. I mean, you look at most tight ends uh, in pro football, their average yards per catch, 12, 13. I mean, Pete was up around 18 yards per catch. So uh, even at the tight end position, I mean, he was he was catching the ball deep down the field and making big plays. He was 
not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, when you talk about six feet one, two hundred and fifteen pounds, I mean that's it's almost laughable to think of that as a tight end in the pro in pro football. But that's that's what he was. But he he ran great patterns. He was very strong, uh, broke tackles, and had a great great pair of hands. And the thing that all the quarterbacks that played with him, including a couple Hall of Famers, Van Brocklin and Sonny Jurgensen, the thing that they loved about Van Bro- uh, the thing that they loved about Red Slap was he ran such precise patterns. I mean, he ran the pattern exactly the way it was diagrammed on the board. If he was supposed to run a 12-yard dig, he ran it at 12 yards. If he was supposed to run an eight-yard out, it was exactly at eight yards. The way it was drawn up on the blackboard was exactly the way Pete ran it. And that's why, coach, that's why quarterbacks had such great confidence in him, because they knew he was going to be exactly where he was supposed to be and he was going to be there when he was supposed to be there, so they could throw the ball with great confidence. All reasons that he received those post-career honors, one of, the, one of which you mentioned, the highest honor you can get from the Eagles. There's not that, there aren't too many Eagles that have their numbers retired. I think there's, there's nine, and he's one of them with 44. He's also an Eagles Hall of Famer, uh, was inducted in 1989. Ray, you put in your story at the Eagles website uh, that, that he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What kind of case do you think he has? Oh, I think he has a real good one, Dave. Um, if you look at his numbers and you compare them, with tight ends, actually any kind of receiver, be they split ends or tight ends of his era. I mean, he compared with anybody. Um, the guys, the guys who played tight end in the '60s, you know, Mike Ditkas, uh, John Mackey's, uh, Jackie Smith. I mean, those kinds of guys were the guys that really kind of changed the position. Uh, when, when at the beginning of the decade, the tight end was really a, a, just another offensive tackle. He really wasn't much of a receiving threat. And in the '60s, when guys like Ditka and Mackey came along. All of a sudden, teams began using the tight end as a receiver more, and Pete was in that. Pete was in the vanguard of that. You know, when they moved him from split end to tight end, I mean, he became a real receiving threat. Teams just didn't know how to deal with a receiver like that. So the numbers he put up, I think, compare with any of the guys in that era. Uh, and if you look at it, there, there, you know, there are like three or four tight ends from the '60s that are in the Hall of Fame already. I mean, Ditka is in certainly. John Mackey is in. Jackie Smith is in. Uh, and Charlie Sanders, who was a tight end with the Lions, is in. Uh, and I will tell you, having watched Pete's whole career, he compares with any of them. Now, I'm not saying that any, I'm not saying any of the other guys are in unjustly. I mean, they all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But if they're in the Hall of Fame, then Pete Retzlaff should be in the Hall of Fame. And I, you know, he's now into the because so much time has passed. He his his candidacy would now have to be decided by what they call the Veterans Committee or the Seniors Committee out in Canton. And I know a few years ago, Pete's name was in the discussion. He was talked about as a possible senior nominee. And uh, I'm hoping that one of these days here that uh, he'll get his opportunity to have his day in Canton because, you know, you've got a few guys from that uh, 1960 championship team that are in the Hall of Fame, Bednarik, uh, Van Brocklin, Tommy McDonald. They're all in the Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. But I think uh, I really do hope that, we, that one of these days, not too far off, that uh, Pete Retzlaff joins them because he deserves it. What was what was Pete like off the field? Uh, he was he was a very smart guy. Uh, he was uh, he, he was one of the very first guys to organize the NFL what we now know as the NFL Players Association. He was one of the very first guys to uh, to to get the players together and say, you know, fellas, we need to have a union. We need to have a, 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 a union that represents us and can um, fight for better medical benefits, fight for better pensions, that sort of thing. And uh, and he and actually John Mackey, the tight end from the Colts, were the two guys that uh, that actually organized it. And you know this was at a time when that was a really risky thing to do. I mean the owners 
you know, the owners ran the league. They didn't want a, a players' union. You know, they didn't want the prospect of, of, of having strikes and that sort of thing. Uh, and so the guys who got out in front of this movement and tried to organize and unionize the players were doing it at great personal risk. I mean, it, was very, it would have been very easy for the owners to just quash those guys and, 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 cut, and drop them out of the league, and could have been, it, it could have happened. So the guys who picked up the banner and, and went to the negotiating table and sat there and, and fought the fight with the owners were very courageous guys. And Pete Retzlaff was one of the very first and uh, served uh, served two terms as the union president. So uh, he, he, you know, he was that kind of guy too. I mean, he accomplished a lot on the field, uh, but he accomplished a lot off the field too. And he was also one of the first uh, players to sort of cross over into the media. I mean, even even while he was still playing, he was doing sports reports on WIP radio in Philadelphia. And he was the sports anchor on Channel 10 at 6 and 11 o'clock while he was still playing. So he was, he was a guy that uh, had – he was handsome. He was articulate. Uh, he had tremendous integrity. And he was, you know, one of the most dependable, toughest, reliable players uh, in Eagles history. So he was enormously popular. And when Leonard Toes bought the Eagles in 1969, uh, the very first thing he did after firing Joe Kuharik, who was very unpopular – uh, to give the franchise what Toes felt it needed at that time, which was some real credibility. Uh, he reached out and hired Pete Retzlaff as his general manager. So there isn't any aspect of, uh, of football in Philadelphia that Pete Retzlaff hasn't touched and, uh, and made better by his presence. Well, he was a great player and he had a great life. Uh, Ray, thank you so much this morning for taking some time to share the story of Pete Retzlaff. Really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, David. Anytime. Thank you, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.